0: Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show where it's all about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Gosh, a ripoff alert coming up in today's Clark Rage involving Equifax. You're not going to believe what I'm going to tell you about Equifax in just a little while and later yet, let's talk something fun. Valentine's Day. I'm going to tell you the Clark smart way to do Valentine's and be romantic, more romantic than the normal stuff people would do for Valentine's Day. So Super Bowl was a fantastic game. And I go into blackout mode during the Super Bowl because I record the game And don't start watching till two hours in because a normal NFL game is three hours and six minutes on average. Super Bowl seems to go on well more than four hours. There's an ultra long halftime show and all those zillions of commercials. So I can start two hours in and pretty much finish when the game finishes. And so my phone's just burning up with texts coming from so many friends and my two brothers and one after another talking about the game while it's going on. And I had to be so rude and not respond to any of them until the game was over because I didn't want to know who was winning, who was losing. I wanted to hold the drama. And so I didn't see a single commercial. I didn't see the halftime show. It was um, Justin Timberlake, I think. Anyway, I didn't see anything other than the game because I'm a football nut. So then the very end of the game, I haven't caught up yet, surprisingly, but I was close. I was off just a couple of minutes. And I wear a smartwatch. And my smartwatch, I'm pacing because I'm so caught up in the game and pacing and my phone my watch vibrates and I look at it which like Pavlov's dog and it says Eagles win Super Bowl and I bang my fist down on the table because I had managed to stay in blackout through the whole thing and then right before the key turns of the game. In the last couple of minutes, the drama and excitement was peeled away. So my strategy normally works, but it didn't work for this Super Bowl. But it was an incredibly exciting game. And I feel so great about the Nick Foles, who had pretty much given up on football and Uh, the book on him was he just couldn't do it. And Philadelphia was in mourning when their quarterback went down in, I guess, early December to an ACL. And this guy who nobody had faith in other than he had faith in himself ends up Super Bowl MVP. You can't write a movie script that anybody would believe better than that. So good for him. Now, the commercials that I did not see In our pre-show meeting when all our folks from our websites and radio and TV and our off-air center, we're all together and there's there's all this buzz about the commercials and I saw none. So I am incapable of talking about the commercials at all. So Joel, in just a few seconds, what commercial really is the one you remember?
1: Yeah. The one I remember the most was were the Tide commercials. They had a few that weaved throughout the night, and they kind of started off like you were watching a commercial for something else, and then the Tide spokesman pops in, and he's like, boom, this is a Tide commercial. And it, it was just, it was funny. It kept things light. I thought I was watching a beer commercial for a few minutes, or an Old Spice commercial for a few minutes, and then they're like, no, if, if we faked you out, it's a Tide commercial. And so that kind of stuck in my head. That was a good one.
0: Now, does it make you want to buy Tide? No. No. I can't afford. Todd. Of course not. No generic laundry detergent. But laundry. thanks for the laughs, Tide. I appreciate it. <laughs> Five million dollars per thirty-second spot. So this is not a laughing matter to a lot of people because I've been asked so much since last week about the stock market with the devilish kind of drop of six hundred sixty-six points in the Dow on, uh, I guess, last Friday and you know continuing losses and uh, people getting agitated getting nervous want to tell you don't worry be happy just remember why you're invested and the whole thing about investing is being diversified and having the right time horizon diversified doesn't mean owning 20 or 30 funds or 20 or 30 stocks it means owning things that work strategically based on your situation, your age, and your goals, what you're saving for, where you're saving, retirement account, investment account, whatever. My belief is that for so many people in a 401k or a Roth IRA, it's really simple. If you're not into investing, it intimidates you, bores you, just buy a target retirement fund. For the year closest to when you're going to retire, and then it's up to the investment house to get the mix of investing right based on your age. And so it becomes more conservative automatically as you get closer to your target retirement year. Really simple. If you're far from retirement, however you're building a portfolio, if you're far from retirement, it does not matter if stocks tank in the short term. Because what you're counting on, why you're investing, is that capitalism ultimately leads to new ideas, new products, new services, new inventions, and those improve our lives, in most cases, and create wealth. And that's why humanity, countries that go from being uh, communists, socialists, whatever, ultimately is they go to free market people get a whole lot wealthier because when you allow that profit incentive to flower, to germinate, it creates, over time, enormous benefits to society and big benefits to those investors, to those owners. When you have mutual funds, index funds, stock type investments in a 401k or an investment account, own individual stocks, you are... you are a shareholder, a part owner in enterprises. The danger with individual stocks is it's more like betting on a horse in a horse race because you could guess wrong, bet wrong, and a stock tanks. You're in a different position than you are if you own a fund that owns hundreds or thousands of different companies within it. But being an owner over time creates wealth. The younger you are, the more you need to take that to heart and take chances in the short term for the long-term benefit. Ingrid is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ingrid. Hello, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Ingrid. You have a question for me about somebody who wants to play games. Is that true?
2: Well, I'm just trying to find my mother a tablet that she could, like, play games on that doesn't have to be connected to the Wi-Fi, probably have extended um, battery life, and just something user-friendly. She can just, like, you know, play games in her spare times on it.
0: Well, I'll tell you, the the most affordable tablets that will allow her to do that are the Amazon tablets, and they are very, very cheap they're not as cheap as they were during the christmas time Uh but you could get her a very nice what's known as fire their their line is called the fire hd and the difference is how fire f-i-r-e hd for high def okay and then following that'll be a number like the fire hd 10 means it's a 10 inch screen the fire hd 7 would be a 7 inch screen and on like that and okay. so, they have one, and they have one that's the HD8. It's fifty nine dollars. Okay, great. Um, there's another one, the the HD10 I was talking about is uh-huh. one nineteen right now. Now those prices can move around even within a day. Uh huh. But the Amazon tablets are very well built. They are a great value for what you get. Right. And I would say the arch rival of those. Would be the Samsung tablets that you can get for seventy-nine to ninety-nine dollars. Okay. And uh, the Samsung tablets go on sale every week. Okay. And either will let you download games when uh, you have Wi-Fi available, so you can download them for her, and okay. then you can play many of these games. There, most of them are free to download for the basic okay. version. And then uh-huh. you can play them without a Wi-Fi connection.
2: Okay, so they come loaded with certain amount of games on
1: They come them
0: loaded with play. nothing, but basically the, um, the Amazon version of the Android operating system or the Samsung comes with the uh, Android operating system. And there's what's called a Play Store you can go to and download... The games, and you can see what are the top free games. There's a top paid games thing, and then there's Uh a top free games section. And so you can download the games for her, Uh and then uh, she can play to her heart's content. Okay, so
2: once I download the games... For her, then she don't need uh, Wi-Fi access to continue playing them.
0: Right. Uh, There are occasionally games that you need Wi-Fi when you're playing them, but most Uh of the time you don't. Most games you don't need that.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Do you have time for a second question? Okay. Okay, I was trying to find uh, um, an Internet company that doesn't require me to use their router. I've been renting one for years, and I'm trying to buy a router. But I was told I have to use this particular company router if I want to stay with them. So are, are I you routers out? I mean, modems out there? Yeah. But okay. So
0: the to- way this works is that if you have uh, what's known as DSL for internet, which is what you get from a phone company, yes. Usually, you have to rent their device. But okay. if you have service from a cable company, uh-huh. they use an industry standard protocol where you can go buy a modem uh, typically for about 50 to $70, and okay. you eliminate all those rental charges. Okay. So, are you so we're with a phone company or a cable company? I do
2: I disconnected the cable. Now I have the modem with the phone company,
0: but I've been renting it for years and they and, and so it's just basically they charge you what eight or ten dollars a month.
2: Yes,
0: All right. So that's a massive profit center for the phone company to rent these devices. right. And I am not aware, and maybe we'll hear from somebody who is very wise in the tech area that there is a way, to buy your own DSL device, what's often called a gateway device, but I'm not aware that you can. Okay,
2: okay, okay, so I'm stuck with them.
0: As best I know, but uh, I'm glad you brought that up as an aside because anyone, if you have Internet service through your cable company, never, 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 not ever rent a modem from the cable company. Go buy one, they're widely available, and they are dirt cheap, and just the cable company has to tell you what standard, usually known I think as DOSIS, like a lot of them are, I think are DOSIS 3.1 now or something like that, it's protocol, so they have to tell you which one you need, and then it's very simple for you to buy that thing, and you'll be set, and you'll eliminate paying those rip-off fees to rent a modem your connection to the internet for your home today's Clark Rages moment involves Equifax this is just absolutely stunning you are not going to believe when you've ever heard the phrase I'm from the federal government I'm here to help you and you roll your eyes what if I told you I was from the federal government and I wanted to hurt you
1: scams rip-offs outrages It's a Clark Regis moment.
0: It leaked out today that the federal government is turning a blind eye to the gross negligence of Equifax with the unbelievable and potentially life changing data breach of late summer that led to the personal information, deep dive personal information of 145.5 million Americans now being available to criminals to use against us for the rest of our lives, to take over our identity, to take over our accounts, to do whatever mischief they wish. And there's been an ongoing federal investigation of Equifax since not too long after it, because Equifax was so unbelievably negligent involving The data breach and then how they handled the aftermath. Well, now the feds say, oh, well, you know, let bygones be bygones. We're not going to do anything about it. And so Equifax may get off scot-free with the federal government, which is absolutely horrendous and atrocious. So who do you have to rely on? Me, myself, and I. You need to protect yourself. And The truth is there are some steps you can take to protect yourself in the aftermath of the Equifax data breach that are not all-encompassing. They won't prevent every possible thing a criminal might do, but it can help a lot. But very few people have taken the steps. Only a few million have taken advantage of doing what's known as credit freeze, which if you're a regular listener to me, you've heard about credit freeze for many many years so I've got a special web address clark.com slash Equifax clark.com slash Equifax where you can take the steps as best you can to protect yourself and shame 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 on federal agencies saying ha so what so what we're going to give them a mulligan and you and I are supposed to be in the wilderness really? really? Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. My wife and I have a tradition that goes back, oh uh, gosh, it's got to be 15, 20 years, where for Valentine's Day, I get her flowers about 10 days, two weeks out before the prices spike on flowers. So I got her two dozen roses at Costco and so they were sixteen ninety nine for the two dozen roses and hope they're still living by the time it's Valentine's Day but I gave them to her they're beautiful yellow roses and so because uh, yellow is her favorite color of rose I don't know if there's a significance to the colors anyway but anyway she that's what I got her and she every year on Valentine's Day gives me the same card that she got at Dollar Tree 15 or so years ago and it's a musical card you open it and it plays a theme and so every year after she gives me the card she puts it back and a year later brings it out so so I mean you amortize that one dollar cost over 15 or so years I mean she's Spent like six cents, seven cents a year on me for Valentine's Day. Good for her. And you know, with the way I am about money, I really appreciate that. Also that she knows where something is from year to year. The joke in my family is that when I buy a gift for a family member for a birthday or Christmas or whatever, that I don't remember where I put it. And so (laughs) I'll find something Weeks after somebody's birthday <laughs> that I hid too well, and I can't remember, so I need more of those skills like my wife has. But I bought her a card, I did buy her a card, that's funny, the other day at Aldi, not at Dollar Tree, Aldi had this really cool card that she'll be getting, and she and I go to dinner the night before Valentine's Day night. Because Valentine's Day night is such a ripoff, A lot of restaurants do those special menus. They tend to have a bigger spike of customers than they do maybe any other night of the year other than New Year's Eve. And so they have a lot of inexperienced people that are filling in, working. Services often rush. The food is more expensive and not as good as the regular menu. So you find peace and tranquility if you go the night before or the night after. In fact, you could probably go the night before and night after and spend less than you would going the night of. Just a thought. And there's an old tradition of buying chocolates that I guess came from the sellers of chocolate. <laughs> and so you see chocolate everywhere. And so what I recommend is you buy chocolate after Valentine's Day and hold it for a year. No, no. Don't do that. (laughs) Buy it at the after-Valentine's clearance sales and then give it. Uh, Does that not sound romantic at all? All right, let's say you want to do something on Valentine's Day. I've never understood people paying a fortune to a florist to have a stranger deliver flowers to a wife or sweetheart. So wait, so you have somebody who is a delivery person you don't know, delivering flowers. Why not go to a supermarket, because supermarkets, because the Trader Joe's started this whole thing, supermarkets sell flowers so dirt cheap for Valentine's Day, and you deliver them yourself to your sweetheart or your wife. That's much more romantic than having some stranger deliver them. My thought. Or, you know, there's one other place that in a lot of cities sell flowers really cheap, extremely high-quality roses on Valentine's Day, and that's um, nurseries. Not the kind where you leave your kid off in the morning. I'm talking about nursery, you know, where they have plants and shrubs and whatever else they sell at those places. Anyway, I... If it were up, to, <laughs> I would just have astroturf in the yard. Oh, right, it's funny. It's off topic, but my middle brother, in his yard, has fake astroturfy kind of stuff that even has uh, fake weeds in it and all that, so it looks exactly like a real lawn. The one
1: problem though with that is when it gets really hot. Right? Like when the sun's out, it gets exceedingly hot and you can't yeah, hang you out on it. you don't
0: walk on it in your bare feet unless you want to experience like people who think it's a good idea to walk on hot coals. So yeah, you don't walk on it. But anyway, he and I share that mentality that we don't get anything about natural gardening kind of stuff. But So that that would be the one time a year for me that a nursery would be a, a brilliant place to go to, to go get a deal on roses and Joel I think it's time for some marital counseling for you you don't do anything for your wonderful incredible sweet beautiful wife on Valentine's Day
1: true we don't we we choose not to celebrate that day
0: wait 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 we yes we, wait wait you are saying that
1: that just doesn't work. I've checked in with her. I've checked in with her. Uh-huh. And we, so we, and we have agreed that uh, you know we go on we go on dates uh, twice a month. and so the, you know we celebrate each other often and uh, we just, yeah, being beholden to that day to celebrate, again, like you just referenced with the chocolate companies. obviously you know, they're trying to make money on this. like let's just stay out of the fray on Valentine's Day and celebrate each other in other ways throughout the month of the year okay and I sp- I specifically asked her because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't letting her down or, or... I
0: don't have a chance here because Kim's going to agree with you completely <laughs> right what, what's your thing on Valentine's Day what do you want
3: um, no Sean and I do celebrate Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day um, more so because he wants to than anything else he's a very um, traditionally romantic person but we don't go out on Valentine's Day or anything like that we we um, We have a favorite pizza place that closed down a few years ago and moved about 45 minutes away. So every Valentine's Day, he drives the 45 minutes to go get us that pizza that we're both obsessed with. And we eat it at home. And it's the coolest thing ever. We love it.
0: And, okay, Joel, this is radio, so you have to have me describe this to you. Looking to the right on your radio dial... Did you see the look? I did in Kim's face. She and Sean. And she said it's really about him, but it wasn't at all, was it? You saw a, that look of real joy and love, and your eyes twinkled talking about that. It's a very sweet gesture. I think I, I do need love
1: to it. take a page out of Sean's book. I need to learn a little. I need to step up my
0: game. Yep. All right. Yep. You duly go get noted. Her, you go get her those supermarket flowers, and we want to report back from you because I bet. She's gonna shock you, and all that saying, "Oh, we don't do that." Yeah, she's gonna really think <laughs> that. You might start doing that. All right. <laughs> Susie's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Susie. Hi, Clark. How, How are, you? are you? So, what's your marital advice to Joel here? Uh,
3: well, I would celebrate Valentine's Day.
0: We do. Okay. All right. So, do you think do, dinner, you think do you think I take the fun out of it with the, Do you think I take the fun out of it with the ways that uh, I save money, celebrating it no. with my wife?
3: No, because I love to save money too. You're my inspiration, so I'm all for getting the flowers the following day or the day before or whatever it takes.
0: All right, how can I serve you? Oh, okay,
3: the reason why I um, called is my mother got a phone call very distressing to her, saying it was my son. He said, "Grandma." And she thought it was my son, Will. She said, Will. And then he proceeded to go on about how much trouble he was in. Got in a car accident by texting. And now he was at the courthouse or the police station. She wasn't sure and had a good lawyer but needed money right away and told this long, drawn-out, sad story and needed help immediately. So my mom um, said, Well, we have to tell me you know his mom first and he said no no grandma i just don't tell her i want to take care of it first before you tell her and he kept insisting and luckily my mom kept she believed him but she kept insisting that she tell me first and then he hung up
0: thank goodness and i can't even begin to tell you Susie, how many people you have just helped
3: well, this happened twice to my mom. It happened last year with someone claiming to be another grandson. It is, And it was very distressing for her. She still thought it was him and was so worried. And then she called him back, and he was at school and said, Did you, Are you okay? And, of course, she's like, Yeah, Mom or Yeah, Grandma, I'm at school. So, yeah, luckily, you know, she didn't give him any money, and I take care of her finances, so she would have had to go through me anyway. So.
0: Well, that is great news all the way around, and the grandparent scam has just never stops because it's worked so well for the criminals. Yeah. And now, what gets more sinister is they probably tricked her into saying the name of her grandson. All right. Well, now the criminals have gotten so much more clever. They're doing background on their Mm. targets, and they actually know the names of the grandkids. In many cases when they call. And what
3: grandparent doesn't want to help their grandson, so they catch them off guard and they're vulnerable.
0: Exactly. And they'll get them to give a credit card number over the phone or convince them they've got to go wire money or whatever it is. So I appreciate so much the warning, Susie. And I hope that you, if you're listening, will make sure, listening, you have a, a parent who's older with grandchildren that they love so much make sure they know this is a very common nasty scam jeff joins us on the clark howard show hi jeff hi clark can you hear me i sure can jeff
4: so i wanted to thank you uh recently we were gonna go on a vacation we're actually on it now in florida having come from connecticut we needed a rental car and a few months in advance we went online and reserved a car for two weeks for a full-size car, $496. But I heard you say on the radio to recheck it two weeks before your vacation. So I checked it four days before the vacation, and it went down to $434. And I thought, well, you saved us some money. And then I decided to check it again two days before the vacation. And it went down to $292. And I checked it again one day before the vacation. It went back up to four thirty-four, but I locked in the two ninety-two. So you saved us two hundred dollars on this car rental, and you rock.
0: Well, that is such a great thing that you shared the feedback because this is a standard thing I do, and especially with leisure travel like you—you knew far in advance you were headed to Florida, and that you knew you were going to need a car. You just book whatever you can find, and then, as you said, you checked and rechecked and rechecked, and bam, look at all the money you save. So I'm curious, the 292, was it a different company than the company that had been 496?
4: I went through the identical website that helps you pick a car, and then hooked up with the identical car agency.
0: And all you did was save all that money?
4: That's right. And we did choose a, an agency that said that you had to take a shuttle away from the airport because they were about 10%, 20% cheaper than the ones where you picked it up right at the airport. But that shuttle ride wasn't 10 minutes.
0: Well, that is a great bit of feedback that you have shared. And this strategy also works for hotels, except with hotels now, because of that, people are, uh, hotel chains are starting to make Deals non refundable, make sure you don't book a non refundable hotel deal way in advance. Take even a higher price refundable room and then reshop it closer to arrival. And on the car rentals, there's a website called autoslash.com that will continually reshop your car rental for you all through the time up to the minute you go to pick up your car.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
0: Patty, I just want to know, why do you keep calling me over and over again? What's going on? (laughs) It's not funny, is it, what's been happening to you? No, it's not. It's very serious, kind of scary. What's been happening? Share it with your fellow listener, because this is a growing crime.
6: I got a phone call from a lady one evening, and she was very angry. And she said she had gotten seven calls throughout the day from my phone number. And she wanted me to please stop calling her. And I, I said, well, I, I don't know who you are. It wasn't me that called you. And she said, well, I've got the number right here. And she was angry and she hung up. Ugh. But then she proceeded to send me a, in a text message a screenshot of my name and phone number from her phone. And that was the scary part.
0: So what that is, is uh, that's called caller ID spoofing. Yeah. and today any hoodlum has the ability to make any phone call they place appear to be calling uh, coming from someone else some business phone number anywhere whatever it is they're trying to do to get somebody to answer they can make anything appear on somebody's cell phone caller id or home phone or business phone caller id it is a terrible terrible problem
6: well it is and uh, the scary part was also i called my phone carrier and um in a chat room that evening and they said well i'm sorry there's nothing we can do ap- about it but they told me that it was perfectly legal and i didn't
0: No, color that, id sir. spoofing is not legal <laughs> but it is a crime that it, that there's no way to punish Because nobody even knows where the calls are coming from. They may not even be coming from the United States. Right. Because there's now the ability for uh, criminals to place millions, if not billions, of calls at essentially no cost over the Internet. And again, they can make them say anything. That's how all these IRS scam calls work, is... Criminals will be placing these calls, and it'll appear on anybody's caller ID that it's the Internal Revenue Service. It's unusual that they're targeting you as an individual to use your name and number for caller ID spoofing. And what a hassle. Hopefully, the criminals will move on soon. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show.